Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of GORCOM, which we take the time to speak to small cap executives right after they put out important news. And we don't have one piece of news to talk about. We got three to talk about with Spiro Curry, CEO, TGS Esports, trades on the venture under the stock symbol TGS, great symbol. And for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 5RH. Now, as you can infer from the name, clearly the company's in the esports business, but not all of you will know it because they just listed in the summer. It's a new story for a lot of people. Found in, found in 2018, already becoming a leader in esports events, sponsorship, and production. They're putting on any online, many online esports tournaments every single week. And some of those sponsors are the likes of Pepsi, Red Bull, Shaw, uh, Shaw Cable, 7-Eleven. They're doing broadcasts for live uh, esports that include events like NHL 20, NBA 2K, Fortnite, Call of Duty, and their content is everywhere. On Twitch, they're lighting it up, thousands of hours, people watching everywhere, and they've got they're all, they've also got the content on Jinx Esports TV. It's customized for Canada, but leaves a potential open for 50 countries. Here to talk about the update on their proposed acquisition of Pepper Esports, their intent to acquire Volcanic Media, and the, and the formation of Discovery Management is Spiro. Welcome back, man. Hey, George, thanks for having me again. Hey, look, we have to have you. You almost burned <laughs> up the tape on our side because it's not just one, it's three. I love the fact that you're growing as fast as esports is growing. Uh, so before I ask you specific questions about each one of those, because we all want to know more, man, how does it feel? How big has this been this last 60 days for TGS? Yeah, it's, it's been massive. I mean, um, you know, we we as a company have always kind of had a vision that we wanted to get to. And and that vision is to be a leader in the space, not just in the tournament space, but just overall. And so, you know, we're constantly analyzing the different areas within the industry that, you know, we're not in or that we can improve on and then looking to uh, to grow within those areas. And, you know, our corporate our corporate growth strategy has always been, um, you know, we identify and then we look internal. And if we feel like we need um, some external help, that's when we look down the acquisition road. So yeah. the M&A opportunities for us um, are massive. Um, and so that's kind of how we approach uh, each one of those. So, you know, with two of them that we'll talk about today, Pepper and Volcanic, um, very specialized and difficult to replicate internally. So we went external, discover management. We were able to leverage some internal resources um, and able to kind of launch that ourselves with a couple of minority partners. And so, um, different um, corporate growth strategies, different uh, opportunities for us. Um, but that's kind of how we approach the the industry smart. today. Yeah, that's smart. Um, and one more comment to that, maybe for you to add before we get to those is esports is just growing out of control, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and so the, the, the environment is there for you to grow with it. You're not forcing a square peg into a round hole here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the whole industry, since I've been a part of it, it's all about being nimble and being flexible because there are new and emerging things happening every single day, whether it's new games that are launching, whether it's new tournament formats that are being presented, whether it's new broadcasting opportunity on network yeah. television, high schools, universities. There are so many different things happening every day that this is an industry. This is not an industry where you can look at a playbook and say, OK, we're going to do this, this and this. You have to be able to pivot and be flexible. And that's kind of where our growth, our growth strategy comes in. You know, we may not always have the opportunity um, to have someone internally be at the forefront, but there are so many people out there that are. And if somebody is, how can we align with that person and have them join our family? And that's the strategy we've kind of accomplished uh, so far and going to push as we go forward. 
Yeah, uh, esports is going through what I would call the Big Bang Theory. It's like the Big Bang Theory. This is just the beginning of the growth of the universe. We don't even know how far things are going to reach mm-hmm. in the next decade. But the CU Disactive is awesome. So let's let's go through the list. Sure. First thing, the biggest thing. You've got this proposed acquisition of Pepper Esports, and now you receive conditional approval from the Venture Exchange. What can you tell us about that acquisition and when it'll wrap up and how it's going? Yeah, so the the um, wrapping up is imminent. I mean, we received conditional approval from the from the TSX. Uh, we've addressed the conditions that they've requested of us, so we we feel like we're in a good spot there. Um, you know, so at this point, it's it's imminent that that closing will happen and we'll be able to officially welcome them into the family. Um, you know, having said that, since we announced the LOI back in September, we've been working hand in hand at a bunch of different opportunities, and we've already seen um, what it's done for us corporately. Uh, you know, we've, we've We've been able to bring a couple contracts on board and we've been able to secure nice. um, some amazing partnerships just based on this ecosystem that we're building. Um, the beauty of the Pepper platform is not only is it like an all-in-one suite of tools for people, um, but it's still under development. So the beta right now, if you go to pepper.gg, there are events listed. It's in the beta. They're working with us hand in hand to make sure that we can stress the system. You know, obviously we want to try to break it to see what we can do to fix it. Yeah, you want to see how far you can go, right? Push it as far as possible. Um, and then the plan right now is for, um, you know, a Q1, um, probably March, a Q1 launch uh, where we're ready to go with pretty much all the features available. Now, the beauty of that is when we're talking to some groups now, they may have specific requests or things that they need for their endeavor. And so because we're still under development and we're building towards that goal, we have the ability, as we talked about a second ago, to be flexible and we can make changes um, based on a partner. Of course, you know, there are development costs that come along with that, but if it's fruitful for everybody involved, we, you know, we- If we it's a feature that you think other corporations are probably gonna wanna have yeah. going, it's like salesforce.com, right? That, that, it started off as a you know a small platform. And they just kept adding on. And everyone started. By the way, for everyone who's watching for the first time, in thirty seconds, I know what Pepper Esports is mm-hmm. as, a, as a tournament platform. But maybe give everyone the big picture: thirty thousand square feet and why they what they do and why the acquisition is so huge for you guys. Sure, Pepper is an online esports tournament platform that allows anyone around the world to um, run. Uh, operate, facilitate, and basically close via payouts uh, any esports tournament, and it's totally free for anybody to use. Um, the beauty of their platform is the tools that it has allows anyone to run these events and communicate with the players in these events all within one tool. So you don't have to use multiple pieces of software yeah. to run a tournament anymore. Everything is under one, whether it's leaderboards, scoring, mm-hmm. price payouts, registration. You can sell merchandise through it. Um, so it's an all-in-one suite of tools uh, for anyone out there looking to run or participate in an esports tournament and it's absolutely free to use so um, that's pepper in a nutshell and pepper.gg is the website if anybody wants to go and, and see kind of what's going on there and for everybody at home watching or listening let me tell you how powerful pepper.gg is it's the exact solution agoracom has been waiting for because one engagement tool we've always wanted is how do we host some tournaments so that you know uh, tgs one of our clients can play against 3D Capital and Sheldon Inwintosh, something like that. They have a tournament. Shareholders are watching. It's engaging. There's payouts. There's fun. The problem is nobody had it. And what was out there was bits and pieces. So I'd do the playing over here. I'd use my own email over here. And then it was just a mess. Mm -hmm. So we never did it because it it just seemed like too big of a mess. Now, as soon as Pepper is ready to go out of beta, 
you can bet that you're going to see multiple esports uh, tournaments uh, hosted by Gorecom. Company versus company, you know, shareholders are watching. Swag, we're doing a payout to the winning team. We're doing payouts randomly to shareholders who are engaging at the time just to make it a lot of fun. So I yeah. love Pepper. I think it's genius. Thank you. Next up is Volcanic, uh, digital media startup. Uh, and you've announced an intent to acquire them. Tell us about Volcanic. Yeah, Volcanic is um, is the brainchild of, of a friend of ours named Sean Caldera. And uh, Sean started this because he noticed a gap um, uh, about two and a half years ago in high school esports. Uh, specifically, he was living in northern British Columbia, and there's a desire there from um, the high schools to run some esports tournaments. So he started off with a local high school and has since grown it to now feature multiple school districts. Uh, he's brought post-secondary institutions under his belt. Now, not only do they run and organize esports tournaments and events, but they also have an in-class scholastic program. And we're actually working with a school district in Vancouver to launch um, the first one where we have uh, an in-class scholastic program, which includes equipment, um, a curriculum that we provide. Um, but basically what Volcanic has done is they've taken um, the high school and university space and figured out a way to promote esports within them and be their contact to run esports events. The big thing about, and I'll speak to high school specifically, but it does pertain to universities as well, is they face a few different challenges. Number one, there are always financial limitations. Number two, sure. there's infrastructure, right? Like classroom sizes, there's already not enough classroom space. Um, equipment's really, really expensive. They need to upgrade the internet. You know, all of these things that come along with having, you know, high-end PCs at your facility. And lastly, finding a teacher who's willing to take on that curriculum or take on that learning. And so what Sean was able to build was a program where all of that's included. And so the school can actually charge interested students a fee. And that fee would cover, again, equipment, curriculum development, teaching right. all of that stuff. Um, TGS, and, go ahead. Sorry, George. And for anyone, by the way, who's watching at home and maybe thinking high school, what the hell is esports got to do with high school? Let me tell you something. There's a company called play versus in the US at setting up a high school league connecting leagues. They just they've received 30 40 million dollars in VC funding and I think TGS is going to be able to provide a better a better platform at the end of the day because it doesn't cost uh as much but it's big and high schools are doing it why right Spiro because not everybody yeah. look I'm 6 foot 4 I was 6 foot 4 215 pounds in high school so I could play midfield soccer team uh, spiker on the volleyball team mm -hmm. and that was easy for me but there are a lot of people who aren't six foot four 215 pounds they can't play basketball volleyball football soccer esports actually becoming that competitive spirit right yeah, 30% of all gamers internationally, and this is based on a study that was done about two months ago, 30% of all gamers around the world are under the age of 18. And that's a huge number. Sure. And so um, that's, when you look at that number, that number is growing because of the young folks that are now playing, you know, Nintendo Switch and these other consoles, games like Roblox and Minecraft that are definitely targeted towards a bit of a younger demographic. Um, you know, that's, that's a massive market. And that market up until recently was being missed because um, everybody was focused on the 19 to 35 year old age demographic due to the disposable income. Now, here's the beauty of what we're able to offer. Um, companies like, like Play Versus, who I think are phenomenal, are doing a great job sure. at the high school space. The difference with us is we're building an ecosystem 
with multiple branches that all tie into each other. And so when we talk about the pepper right. acquisition and the volcanic acquisition, well, guess what? Any volcanic event can actually be run utilizing the pepper platform and that pepper platform is free to use. So when we go speak to high schools, specifically here in Canada, we're actually able to offer them a league or a tournament opportunity with zero cost to them. And that's uh, everything, right? Because they're stretched budgets. You walk in there and ask for a hundred bucks, they have to run it through a committee. It's free, yep. boom. It's free. You know, we, we, we're partnering with teachers. We're partnering with school districts um, that love that approach. And the biggest thing, too, is because of the way Pepper is set up, and I'll speak to Canada specifically, their servers are in Canada. And there's a lot of issue with, with, with secondary and post-secondary institutions around data privacy. And so by having a Canadian server, all of the data that we're getting is stored in Canada. And that's vitally important to right, the Right, because you don't want going offshore to some no. world country or- And they start getting spammed with you know gambling messages or whatever. Um, and so uh, the beauty of, 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 of Pepper is Volcanic can now infiltrate the schools through the process that they've already built. They can utilize Pepper to actually run and facilitate, and they now have the backbone of the TGS experts that can come in and help facilitate and run these events. You know, as, broad, as experts. I, I just love that. Volcanic goes to schools. They run it off Pepper. They broadcast it through TGS. Exactly. I mean, that's just a beautiful, seamless. Uh, how can anybody say? How can anyone say no to that at the end of the day? Yeah, and that's the ecosystem we're building. Um, you know, we're, when, when we approach these acquisitions, and, uh, you know, we, and we'll talk about Discover and how that fits into it, it's, it's, it's all about creating in this all-encompassing experience. So with one phone call, when somebody calls us, they can ask us what we can do. And the answer is we can A to Z, like we can run everything yep. for you and we have the software. It all stays in one place. Um, and you're never going to have a challenge with, um, you know, with dealing with multiple organizations, which is a how huge problem. You, for everyone at home, how do you generate revenue though? So if it's free for Gorecom to create a, to create mm -hmm. this tournament, you got TGS CEOs, uh, executive team playing 3d capital executive team. Everyone's watching. How do you generate revenue? For, and, and realize by the way, that's a small, example because you guys are obviously looking at big tournaments with big organizations yeah. but how do you guys big or small how do you generate the revenue in between yeah it's a great, great question so um from a corporate perspective right now when we offer these services to a brand or a partner we're offering it as a consultant and there's a fee to hire our whole team so um you know uh, we we're, we're working on some contracts right now and we'll be press releasing those out you know later but basically what we offer is like when you come to us as a brand and say we want to go bigger we want to have a prize pool. We want to open this up to anyone in North America. Okay, we can do all that. Here's what it would cost you as a partner to run it. When it comes to Pepper itself, Pepper has a multi-tier monetization strategy. But basically, to make it simple, it's a it's a um, a fee taken off transactions. So for you to set up an Agoracom tournament, it's totally free to do that. However, if you decide that you want to charge an entry fee into that tournament, right. Pepper takes a fee of that transaction. Yeah, right, then so. on the back end, if you as the tournament organizer want to use Pepper to automate your payouts when the tournament is over, so you don't have to do it manually, there's a fee to utilize the system to do that. Totally and worth it. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, the man hours saved is ridiculous. Um, and then also Pepper has integration, um, you know, like head-to-head -head matches. So I can challenge you to a head-to-head -head match for, you know, we, maybe we put five bucks on the line or 10 bucks on the line. Um, and then also merchandise. Anyone has the ability to create their own store. It has Shopify integration. Um, and then you can sell merchandise to promote yourself or your organization through Pepper. And again, those are transaction fees that are happening. So yep. swag's um, a big deal nowadays, right? To Every totally. organization wants to have really wicked, cool swag.
Exactly. And so um, the, the platform itself is free. And if Agoracom was running a free tournament um, and, and, and did that, TGS wouldn't make a penny and that's fine. Um, but if you look at the landscape- But, but it's right also now, lead generation. Even if you don't make a penny off us, it's a lead generation tool, right? Because inevitably this happened to us. You're going to have a couple of people watching and saying, man, yeah. this is really great. My company, my employer, my organization should be using this. So even if you don't make a penny off Agoracom, which you will, but even if you didn't make a penny- it would, you'd still pretty much bet that you got decision makers who are just participating and saying, man, I got to use this. I love this. I got to use this for my business. Yeah. The, and the majority of tournaments that are run online are run in, in, you know, I would call them like smaller community circles. Um, those ones, I don't know the percentage, but it's high, have a fee to enter. It's rare that you yeah, actually right. see free tournaments. The reason TGS's tournaments are free is because we're working with sponsors and brands and partners who are paying us to make the tournament free. Right. And we as an organization have our business set up that way. But like prior to TGS, when I was a part of local community tournaments, we were charging like anywhere from 10 to $60 to enter a tournament, right? And so for people who are running those, that's how you make your money. Like that's how you pay your price pool because for a community-based tournament, you can't go out and sell a couple thousand dollars in sponsorship. The money that comes in from the tournament is the money that's used to run and pay yep. the price pool for that tournament. So um, the majority, I would argue over 90% of the tournaments that we see right now have some sort of registration buy-in model. Um, and, and, and it so makes it more interesting. I know for a fact that if I create an esports tournament, I could easily get 50 guys to put in 20 bucks each, create a thousand dollar pool, yep. uh, use some of that money to pay TGS and then split the rest among the top three or four. And they would gladly pay. You know why? Because it makes it more interesting, right? Yep. 20 bucks on the line. I could put, potentially win a $250 first prize. They're not going to buy a Lamborghini with it. But when there's a couple of bucks on the line, it, it's just a better tournament. So no it's doubt like, it's going to, yeah. no doubt. I mean, I can't wait to see how many tournaments I launch for Gorecom. They're going to be free, but I, you know, the clients playing each other giving out payouts to the shareholders who are watching and how many tournaments we have with buddies. So I'm going to say, Hey, let's, let's play, let's get online and let's have a tournament, make it interesting. Yeah. I love it. No, it's exactly, it's exactly what we're, what we're building towards. Last, uh, last of this is uh, discover management. Uh, you're, you're, you're forming that and that's to support the next wave of gaming creators, influencers and streamers, which by the way, when you say next wave, you're talking about 10 years of next wave because you said something earlier, 30% of people playing esports are under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's going to be a, a next wave of creators, gaming creators, influencers, and streamers for the next decade, man. So I think this is really smart to be able Thank to you. be forming. So what's Discover Management? Sounds like it's going to be an agency, right? But we want you to give us more in insight on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and to address what you just said, you know, there was a stat that I read just over two years ago, and it said that Twitch had about 2.5 million um, content creators on their platform. Twitch is, you know, Amazon owned number one live streaming service in the world. They had 2.5 million. I just checked the stat about a week and a half ago. It's now um, just over 7 million. Oh. So there's 7 million people actively creating content on Twitch's platform. Um, and they're getting close to 2 billion hours watched every single month. And so um, the content creation space is growing in leaps and bounds. And so for us, um, you know, we, we, we're in an interesting position. Number one, we work with a lot of content creators as influencers to help promote our events that we do. They promote them on their live stream or on their YouTube channel, and then they play in the tournaments to interact with their fans. Um, and number two, 
we have a lot of brands that we work with. You mentioned some of them um, that are looking to get into the space, but they don't have the bandwidth to sift through all of the people that are no. like 7 million people and find the ones that are right for their brand. And so when we got approached kind of on both sides of the coin, we said, it makes sense for us to kind of act as a middleman here. And what we can do is 100%. we can take... Yeah, we can take this next wave of content creators and uh, we can ma we can manage them. So by managing them, we bring brand deals to them. We advise them on contracts. One of our partners, uh, Marius Adomnica from Segev, he's a, he's an esports lawyer. Uh, he's a partner in the company. So he's there now to provide legal advice. You know, these guys need to learn how to set up their LLC properly and make sure they're paying themselves. So when they go to buy a house one day, they actually have a salary. They're not just saying, oh, I'm a streamer and I'm making It's like that's a huge problem in the industry right now. Um, so we're able to offer that side. And then also for the brands, again, we're now a conduit to get their branding in front of these streamers. So the management group um, basically acts as that, as, as, as a talent manager. Yep. Um, we help, we advise, we bring brand deals, we help negotiate contracts on their behalf. Um, and more importantly, we try to drive as many eyeballs to them as possible. And um, and if I can add, like, I, you know, I'd like to, because I just love esports, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people, don't, a lot of, a lot of people at Gorecom know this. We're the first to, we're the first firm to jump on esports back in 2016. Mm. People thought we were insane, right? They're like, what are you talking about? Like, Here we are. <laughs> You know what I love about Discover Management Spirit, what you guys are doing? There are seven million people on Twitch right now. There are seven who are who are creating who are streaming, right? Mm -hmm. Some obviously there's a huge percentage of that that's doing for fun, right? Yeah. You know, they don't now and then so you don't want you're not gonna get that side. Then there's the really top, top, top of the heap. You got guys like Ninja for people mm -hmm. at home, you may not know that name, but uh, the Kim Kardashian of, of streaming on Twitch. You got that's Ninja. A good way to put it. Yeah, who's like, making half a million dollars a month. So that's probably out of TGS's league for yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's going to be a big fat piece right in the middle there of guys who aren't just doing it for fun and or girls, by the way, or, or, or guys or girls, people that aren't so high end that they're, you know, they're, they're the LeBron James and they're out of your reach. So you're going to have, I think, you're going to have your pick of the litter. Uh, because there's going to be so many of them. We're going to be looking for tie-ins. There's going to be so many corporations. Look, Agoracom might come to you at one point and say, look, I want an influencer on Twitch or I want an influencer out there that can talk about esports investing. You know, just sure. letting people know about, hey, there's TGS, there's this company, there's that company. Sure. And I want, and you're going to find them. So I think Discover Management is going to turn out to be potentially something really great that you it's, guys it's, are doing. It's huge. And, and, and then, you know, to, to touch on how it feeds into what we're building, um, now these content creators have a partner in TGS that can help them run their own esports tournaments and they can utilize pepper to run those esports tournaments and they can create a group on pepper under the streamer's name yeah anytime they do something that community is being built on that platform so what we're able to do is we're able to acquire customers into our ecosystem through these partners that we have and for them they're now able to utilize us to offer more to their community to grow their eyeballs on their streams which we can then sell to brands at a higher dollar value it's just it's just a, it's just this beautiful cyclone going exactly up and up and up. It's, it's this ecosystem we've created yeah. where anything that is a part of our family has to touch every other thing that we do because at the end of the day it all feeds into one bigger picture yeah that's, and that's genius, what we've right? built and discover is uh is, is obviously going to be a very big part of that as we push forward Spiro, thanks for joining us today, man. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I love esports. You guys just came on in the summertime, 
and look at the kind of things you're doing. Acquiring uh, for everyone home again, acquiring Pepper Esports, uh, an intention to acquire Volcanic and forming Discovery Management. Spiro and his team are moving and you've got to be moving in the world of esports because if you're not, someone else is going to blast right by you. Last word to you, Spiro. Uh, we're in December right now. Mm-hmm. What does 2020 look like? Well, more 2021, but you know, where does the company go over the next year in terms of just growth? Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's it's a fun one to ponder. I mean, you know, our, our corporate growth strategy is, has been M and A opportunities, and it's been identifying key industries where we feel like. Um, there's maybe a gap in what we're offering and bringing that into the family. So we'll definitely be continuing that. We'll continue exploring those corporate growth strategies. Um, and then, uh, you know, one thing that's kind of, uh, you know, been been really fruitful for us recently has been, um, of course, the ability to white label our services. There are a lot of brands out there looking to get into this space now and are looking for a, a partner. Um, and, you know, we, we've, we've recently um, engaged in a couple of white label opportunities. Um, you know, on top of that, uh, we're looking to break into new markets. So, um, you know, we've got some partnerships in the U.S. and Mexico. We just ran a tournament uh, this past Saturday with a partner in Mexico called Nasi on Gamer that had 13,000 people register for it. Come um, on. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Oh, and that's only residents of Mexico. Um, so we're we're expanding our footprint internationally. But the big thing for us, George, is is. Um, with a lot of people, we're, we're looking towards what's going to be happening with COVID to see if there's a world where we can put some live events back on for people in our community and communities all over Canada. Um, because that's kind of what brings our community together in the real sense. And esports was was built and, 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 and founded by these communities getting together in person and playing. So um, we're going hey, to we're gonna connect you with a couple there. of our clients, you know, Loop Insights, Empower, we're going to connect with a couple of clients. That's what they're doing. They're creating travel bubbles. They've created a venue bubble for NCAA tournaments. I love it. They can create a venue. They, they got the venue bubble right now, just so you can put on an esports tournament in a, in a couple months. I'll make sure I connect you guys. Happy Please to do. do it. Yeah, I would love that. Thanks, man. Okay, George. So great. Look, we could talk for another hour. Yeah, it's always save a pleasure, some. my friend. We'll save some for later. But congratulations on how 2020 is ending up for you. I'm really proud of you guys. And Really excited to see what you guys are going to do in the next 12, 24, 36 months. Appreciate it. And thanks for your partnership, George. Really, really kind. Thank you so much. You've been watching or if you've been listening by podcast to Spiro Curry. He's CEO of TGS Esports, trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol TGS. And for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 5RH, look, a lot to absorb. We know that it's esports. Not everyone's got their mind around it. You know, understanding that there's this professional video game world out there of 500 million people and growing in it so if you if you like what you've heard today want to learn more get to the tgs hub on agoracom take a look at that profile page we break it down really nice for you to really understand especially for older like i'm gonna say this especially for older investors who can't really wrap their minds around it but trust me esports is real it's happening then get over to the tgs website do some more due diligence because there's no stopping esports in this decade and if you want exposure to it, TGS is a company you definitely should be considering. Don't say we don't t- we didn't tell you so, and hopefully you discovered your next gate small cap company. Have a great day. Talk to you all next time.